Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. I can't believe it's been almost two years since I've last hosted a live training. Well, consider this a manifestation because for the first time in almost two years, I'm hosting a live three-day money manifestation training called Cashflow. And the best part, it's absolutely free to join. We're going to be talking all about raising your financial set point, taking your power back when it comes to money so that it no longer has its hold on you, having money respond to you as the sovereign queen of money, not the other way around, becoming wealthy without frying your nervous system, the exact steps to accessing financial abundance for life, and so much more. You can sign up for this free training at manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash cashflow. We start May 15th, and I can't wait to see you there. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to another episode of the Manifestation Babe podcast. I don't know if you've been following me on my stories lately, but I've been talking about how your girl has been busy, busy, busy for the last three weeks. I don't know what happened to my calendar this month, but all of a sudden I have three back-to-back weekends in Sedona. No complaints, of course. They're all in Sedona filled with spiritual retreats and feminine embodiment events that I somehow, I don't even know how I put them back-to-back on my calendar three weekends in a row. Don't you just love when that happens? But here we are. (laughs) So in the meantime, I have been deep in creating Sovereign Money audio lessons. I've been getting interviewed for a magazine cover. I have been attending live podcast recordings, doing things um, in collaboration with like personal growth apps. I've been doing the retreat weekends and all of the things. Of course, I'm so grateful for all of it. And I truly believe that my sabbatical last year prepared me for a busy season. I was seeing this tsunami in the distance. You know how you can tell that a tsunami is coming? Like all of a sudden, all the water goes away and the beach is like super quiet and it's very still and very like just creepy. Like it's a little unusual, uncomfortable. It's just silent and you just know, oh my God, this means a tsunami is coming. So not in a negative sense, like you know, a tsunami is not cool, but in a good sense, like a tsunami as in a wave of abundance and a wave of busyness in the best sense that I have a lot going on in my business, a lot going on in putting energy out there. 
And during my sabbatical, I saw that I was in preparation for that. And of course, as soon as December hit, it was like, whoa, buddy, the tsunami's coming. And I've been riding this wave for the last month with February kind of being the peak of it for now. So yeah, I'm super duper grateful for all of it, like I said. And it's just one of those seasons of putting a lot of energy out there. And even my astrologist has been texting me like, whoa, girl, lots of work coming up for you. There's a lot going on in the planets, lots of expansions, lots of good things. It's all great things. But your Saturn is in the sixth house. Sixth house is the house of health and work. And my goodness, you are being um, checked in on a lot in that house, you know, checking in to see what responsibilities are the ones that you really want to be committing to and what is there just for the sake of having it there. And what can you release? What can you double down on? What can you let go of and things like that? So with that being said, This week, I'm making it easy for myself and still providing you with a ton of value. So I'm going to be uploading a super fun interview that I did a few months ago for the Empowered Woman podcast with one of my past students, Marta Spurk. She's the one who interviewed me. So you get to hear me talk all about my, like we go deep into my full six-step manifestation process how I balance motherhood with entrepreneurship, how I have reframed failure as a powerful tool for personal growth, and more inside scoops on my sabbatical last year that I took last summer and all of the incredible lessons and things that I've learned from that experience. And here we are on the other side. (laughs) This is what I was preparing for. I needed to rest and restore and revitalize myself for this season. So if you haven't heard that podcast episode yet, you get to now. And if you love this interview and want to find out more about Marta, you can check out the Empowered Woman podcast that I will link in the show notes. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. Well, I have a few things to say before we get started. First of all, I just saw you were on Jasmine Starr's podcast with Lori Harder and now to come on my podcast, it's like, what is happening? But this is what we get to do. We get to break barriers and have amazing people on our shows if we decide. And <laughs> I heard you I heard you manifested this and I can't wait to hear all your steps. I of know. Whole, you need to record a whole podcast step by step. <laughs> I will. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I've, I've mentioned this on the show before, but if you weren't paying attention on previous episodes, once I finished Manifestation Babe Academy's uh, my first round, as I was, you know, thinking the praises, talking about everything, I said, and you just wait, I will have Catherine on the podcast. And today, we are here. Oh, yes, <laughs> super excited. Well, for those, for the people that are living under a rock, tell us who you are and what you do, and we'll jump right in. Yeah, very simply put. So my name is Catherine Zinkina, and I am a manifestation coach, and I've been teaching on the topic of manifestation For much longer than my company, Manifestation Babe, has existed, I've been obsessed with the world of spirituality, universal laws, the power of the mind since I was 16 years old when it personally changed my life. And I've been just sharing all my wisdom, all my lessons that I've learned, all the steps that I've taken to get to where I am today, building Manifestation Babe into what it is today and all the amazing stuff that I've manifested. And over time, it's just continued to grow. And I can't seem to 
get tired of it, get sick of it, shut up about it. And we just keep going. (laughs) Amazing. And I remember like, it's been fun for me to watch the evolution because I started following you at around the time when you launched your podcast in 2018. No way. Yeah. No way. I remember like, you know, the moment where you remember what you were doing when something happened. So I remember getting clothes out of the washing machine and putting them in the dryer, listening to the podcast. And it was one of the first episodes uh, where you were talking about the steps to manifest. And it's like, that's the one that everyone wants to listen to whenever you send out the email, here are the steps. And it's like, oh my gosh, let me see. And it's actually super simple. It really is. I'd love you to share with us. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love this question. And I love that you shared. It's so simple because I feel like this is what sometimes prevents people from listening or taking the steps is because they're like, nah, Mm -hmm. it can't be that simple. Right. And I feel like that really gets in our own way. And if you just accept the simplicity of it, and if you just allow yourself to believe that it could be that simple, I feel like you're going to go light years ahead of where you are today and truly create your dream life. So my manifestation process, it's funny because the actual like steps of how I teach it have evolved, even though it's not like manifestation has evolved. It's not like I'm doing anything differently, but my way of explaining things, I'm very much a big picture, um, very like big vision oriented person. And sometimes I even forget, I'm like, wait, I forgot that I took that step. Like you were talking about how I was on Jasmine Starr's podcast that was being co-hosted with Lori Harder at the time. And they were asking me for very detailed step-by-steps of exactly what I did when I lived on my grandma's couch. And in the moment being put on the spot like that, I was able to share some things, but my mind really went blank. And I'm like, oh my God, I did that audience such a disservice. And so I have a plan now on my podcast to um, kind of share that story of like, no, 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 there were a lots of steps. And I finally, like they started to flood in where I'm like, oh my God, I remember meditating every morning, every night, having specific visualizations. I remember saying specific mantras. I had a very specific routine that I would do when I would walk into work every single morning. Cause I also worked a nine to five at the time that I was building, basically transitioning from one business into another, realizing that manifestation is what I really want to teach and what I really want to talk about. And it's not the fitness business that I had. And so it's really interesting because like, I really need to be asked good questions to get into the details and be like, oh, this is how it is. And sometimes I'll sit down and I'll ask myself questions. So I realized that um, over the last couple of weeks, like this is it. This is my six step manifestation process. I'd love to share it. Number one is for everybody. And the sad reality of the The truth is that very few people even get to step one, which blows my mind, Marta. The fact that very few people even get to step one, it's like, of course, you know, there's so many unfulfilled, unhappy people in life and they don't realize that they really do get to have it all if they even just taking the first step can make a huge difference in someone's life, which the first step is to get clear on what you want and how you want it to feel. What is it that you want? And this can be anything. This can be anything from money to a specific car, to a relationship, to donating a certain amount of money to a cause or foundation you care about, to world peace. I mean, anything that you can conceptualize and think of, of course, like things like world peace, you know, we all want it, but we all have to join in on that intention as a collective. Unfortunately, it's going to take all of us on that intention, but you know, just let's go to like personal life. You know, what is it that you want? And specifically, how do you want it to feel? 
And I like to ask this question because there's two types of manifestors in the um, system of human design, which I know a lot of people are familiar with nowadays. If not, it's it's a system like astrology. It's based on astrology. It's based on the I Ching. It's based on the Kabbalah tree of life. It's based on, I'm missing one more. There's one more system that was downloaded, combining all these systems together, which just shows you basically like who you are and who you're meant to be. And according to the human design belief, there's two types of manifestors. And I've seen this true and true from teaching thousands of students, which there's a specific manifestor and a non-specific manifestor. And a lot of teachers who are manifestation teachers, they are either one or the other and how they teach impacts like the information that they share. And very often I see a lot of people Uh, A lot of manifestation teachers where they will go, you know, you have to be ultra, ultra specific. Like you need to know exactly what the house looks like, exactly what the car looks like, know the model, know the the year, know the the amount of doors, know the what the door handles look like. And for me, that always, that never worked. That stressed me out so much because I'm like, I don't know what I want it to look like, but I do know how I want it to feel. Right. So Um, for a specific manifestor, it's getting down to the nitty gritty details because you're meant to have exactly what it is that you want. And for a non-specific manifestor like me, I really tap into the feelings of how I want it to feel. So I know that my dream home, I can get a good amount of generic general details, but then I really can zone in on how it feels. And the house that I just recently manifested in Scottsdale I mean, it feels exactly like that. And I allow the universe to then fill in all the details and the universe or infinite intelligence. It's called infinite intelligence for that reason, because it can really fill in all the details based off of all the vibrational outputs that you've put out over time. So meaning anytime you've ever looked on the internet and you've scrolled past a house where you're like, oh, I like this house, or you've opened or you walked, um, in a grocery store down the aisle and there's like interior design magazines and you just seem to, uh, you looked at the uh, the cover of one and you go, Ooh, I like that too. Right. So infinite intelligence remembers all those moments and then comes together once you get specific on your feelings that you want to feel to fill in all the details. So that's step one. Step two is to see it and feel it as already yours. Now, how you do that, first of all, mind cannot tell the difference between what is real and what is imagined. So What is so cool about the subconscious or unconscious, or we can just call it mind, um, is that it doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. And it doesn't know the difference between like, it doesn't know what past or future is. It only knows present moment. So when you imagine something, it's as real to the mind as actually experiencing in real life. And this is a potent uh, part of the process because when you um, when you envision what you want, when you feel what you want, when you tap into all the senses, when you see yourself as part of the equation, which is a massive deal, I think that this is another thing that so few people do. They don't see themselves as part of the equation. When I do my mental rehearsals or I do my visualizations or I feel into the vision or feel into the desire that I'm creating, I am seeing it on me. I'm seeing my body as part of it. I am not just envisioning my dream car, like kind of driving by me as I see it. I'm seeing myself sitting in the dream car. I am, if you want to, you know, manifest a vacation, don't just see like to Italy, for example, don't just see generic Italy, but see yourself eating the pizza, see yourself walking down down those beautiful narrow alleyways, like 
involve yourself as much as you possibly can in the process. And um, bringing in as many senses as possible is what's going to help you just color that vision. Now, step three, the next step, okay, we have our vision, we can see it, see it and feel it as already ours. The next step is, you know, this is where limiting beliefs come up. This is where mind kind of uh, our survival mind, our ego, whatever you want to call it just comes in and goes, I don't know if that's possible. Are you sure? Or belief systems that come in from our parents or society or our, our culture or friends or whomever, where, you know, we hear this voice of like, I don't know if that's possible. I don't think that can work. Who are you to have that? You're not enough for that. Blah, 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 blah. So it's really crucial at this point that we clear this. And I often find that when we clear the limiting beliefs, our vision actually gets bigger. And so sometimes we might go back to step one and be like, okay, now that there is no limitation, what is it that I really, really want? So here is where, you know, coaching comes in. Like I have, I hire coaches all the time. It's the best investment that I make. Like if there's one secret superpower above any investment that I make, you know, any traditional investment, like in real estate or investing in a business or investing in the stock market, like I think the most powerful investment that creates limitless amounts of money in all other investments in all other realms is coaching. Because when I struggle with a limiting belief or when I have a blind spot that I just cannot get past or I feel some sort of heaviness or resistance, I just don't wait. I don't wait. I just immediately call my coach and I'm, or I text my coach or voice note my coach and I'm like, you need to help me see this differently. And it's like three seconds, reframe over it. Let's move on. And it's just so powerful. So any modality around like belief change modalities, nervous system regulation comes in here, therapy tools, whatever it is that resonates with you, whatever it is that works for you is where you want to use those tools. I personally love um, rapid resolution therapy. I love breath work. I love um, EFT, which is also known as tapping or emotional. Uh, what is it? Emotional freedom technique is tapping. Yes. Um, hypnosis. There's a new modality that I took during my sabbatical this summer. Um, Psych K or just like good old visualization. Because again, mind can't tell the difference between what's real or imagined. So if you see yourself past the belief, like let's say you have a fear of just a random example, skydiving, but you mentally rehearse, like you see yourself skydiving, even in spite of having that belief, eventually your subconscious is going to be like, huh, that's interesting. I guess we don't really have that fear because I see myself over and over and over again, skydiving or speaking on stage or uh, you know, buying a new home or whatever it is. Um, inside of Manifestation Babe Academy, I created the Limiting Belief Blaster. So that's a powerful tool that, that you would use here. And then, you know, for anyone who just needs some actionable tips on like, how do I knock down those limiting beliefs? I really love to practice what I call poking holes at the limiting beliefs, like really questioning it. And I think that when we ask really good questions, we get really good answers. And those answers can absolutely transform our life. So asking things like, is this absolutely true? Can I find evidence of it not being true? Could I find evidence of someone else living this reality and seeing that, huh, why does this belief have to apply only to me, but it doesn't apply to them? Like something, something here doesn't make sense. And the more you confuse the limiting belief, the less it stands as something that's valid, right? 
Um, I love asking a powerful question because, you know, I'm obviously very spiritual. So I have a strong connection to the universe, to God, higher self. You know, I believe in all of it. So (laughs) creator, supreme divine intelligence. And I often think like, what would divine intelligence tell me about this limiting belief, right? Or if I were looking at my son and my son came up to me and said, mom, I don't believe that this is possible for me. Like, what would I tell him? Of course, all of a sudden, it's like the biggest lie that I've ever heard. It's like, no, Orion, of course it's possible for you. And it's like, huh, why do I see it that way for myself? And then you start to realize, oh no, these are just patterns. These are, these are just thoughts. These are, these are just beliefs that have been passed down the generations, right? Generational beliefs or just experiences that I had as a child. That doesn't necessarily mean this is hundred percent true. And then once you've cleared that, step four is to, um, and this is very powerful for the subconscious mind, is to collect evidence of it already being in motion. So when people talk about synchronicities, like for example, let's say you've been thinking about, um, I don't know, starting a business. And then you walk into a coffee shop the next day. And while you're waiting in line, the person in line behind you is talking about starting a business or they're talking about specifically the business that you want to start. Or let's say you want to become an interior designer and all of a sudden you go to a party and you meet someone else who's a very successful interior designer and they're like, oh, I can teach you the ropes, right? Like those little things, synchronicities that when collected, become evidence that the manifestation is already in motion. Um, finding expanders who already have it. I love doing this because sometimes I'm like, I, I, you know, sometimes it's hard to imagine something being possible for you just because you've never done it before. But if you surround yourself with enough people who also have that manifestation, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, well, Just even logically thinking here, I can just simply learn from them and ask them how they made it possible for them, right? And I don't have to be left in the dark. Like, this is an example. This is a possibility for me. This is this is proof that it exists. And so the more you can prove to your mind that the manifestation not only exists, but it's already in motion, it's already in progress for you, it's like it just starts to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And then step number five is to act like you've already manifested. So when I embody the version of myself who's already manifested this desire, this is where this step is. And this is like a continuous process. You know, sometimes these steps, it's like, yeah, you go from step one to six, but also you're kind of like a living embodiment of the steps all at once at the same time. So this is a powerful way to reprogram your mind, which is to act as if. And it's because action is the final step to building new neural networks permanently. So it's like the cement of the neural networks when you take action. And action is key because if you think about it, your desires in the manifestation process as you're going through it are in the ethers. They're in the non-physical. And what you're doing is you're bringing them into the physical. Well, so far in the steps, we're taking mental action. We're taking spiritual action. We're taking emotional action, right? We're doing reframing. We're feeling, right? We're seeing, we're believing all these things. But then what's left is if you want to bring a desire into the physical, you need to take physical action. So here is where I'll literally ask myself, who is the version of Catherine who already has her desire? And how can I show up as her? How can I make decisions as her? How can I take risks like her? 
So anytime I'm afraid and I'm like, I don't know, Brennan, like this feels like a really big risk. And it's like immediately I'm like, okay, if I don't take this risk, am I embodying the version of myself who already has that success or already has that business or that desire? Clearly not. So if I don't take action here, I'm literally stopping the manifestation process in its tracks. And so in order for me to get what I want, I have to act as if I already have it. Now, this doesn't mean in this step, oftentimes people mistake this as, oh, Catherine, I want to uh, have a private jet. Does this mean I go out and just buy a private jet even though I don't have the money for it? No, this is not where that comes in because when we... um. When we approach, you know, manifestation from, or just like when we approach it from that sense, we actually end up putting ourselves in a worse off position and it actually lowers our frequency. So I don't recommend going out and just blowing a bunch of money or just saying, oh, the money's going to come back anyway. I'm just going to go into debt. You know, it's going to figure itself out. Like, no, I promise you the version of you who's created that success or had that desire didn't do that to get there. So you have to be really, really creative. And by creative, it's like asking yourself in the process of manifesting it, what did the version of me who already has it do? to get there. And sometimes we have to approach it in stepping stones. Like, okay, let's forget the private jet for now. Like, what are some of the stepping stones on the way to the private jet? And how can I take action on these little stepping stones, right? And then number six is where you follow your intuition. Okay. My Zoom has been doing really weird things where I get fireworks and balloons and sometimes, you know what? It likes what I'm saying. So we're just going to go with it. It's a co-sign from the universe for me. So the last step, step six, is where, you know, as you're following these steps, your intuition is going to just start working for you, where you're going to start getting really called to do something, really called to say something, to ask something, to create something, um, to start something, to just like your intuition is just, just, it's just going to nudge you and pull on you and call on you to do something different or take a different route to work or start a business or start a website or this or that, that is related to your manifestation. And sometimes we, it's not even obvious that it's related to your manifestation because it could say like, for example, you get invited to a party and you're like, I don't know, I don't really like parties, but for whatever reason, your intuition's like, no, you need to go to this party and you don't know why. And all of a sudden you go to that party and and you meet someone who becomes your life partner or you meet someone who becomes your business partner, right? So really trusting in your intuition is key here. And then once you get that intuition, once you get that nudge, once you get that pull, taking action on it, because the only way that the desire gets actualized into physical reality, again, is that physical action. So those are the steps, Marta. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to walk through all of them in detail, instead of just being like, here it is which I know that's not what you're about, but I, I just want to express. No, we go, we go deep. We always go deep. <laughs> We're taking the time to go through all of it. And one of the things that I said, I, I did want to touch on uh, before we started recording, which is part of the steps, is that taking action. Because like you said, a lot of it, the first half of it, or a little bit more is the, the concept, right? You need to figure out what you want, but action is a very important part of the process. And one of the things that I remember you saying in MBA at whatever point it was, is that it's interesting to look back and be like, that was the thing that I did that led to this. But at the time when I did it, I had no idea, but I just went with it, which is what you just explained, which is so cool to look back and 
see how that trust in the process is is is, is monumental as part of it. You have to trust yourself, yeah. trust trust the process. So thank you. This is very illuminating and I'm sure people are going to get a lot of value out of that. The next thing I wanted to touch on obviously is motherhood because being a mom myself and then watching you go through this process was also fun for me to be like, okay, now I get to see how she handles it, you know, like what's going on in yeah. her world. Um, since I started my business after becoming a mom and it was, you know, a huge part of my story. So I'd love for you to share um, what shifted for you, how that has been. And I know that somewhat hand in hand with that was um, the time that you took this summer away from the business on sabbatical. So I'd love for you to expand on that because especially for the moms who are business owners, I feel like uh, it was a good role modeling on your part, uh, not only of doing it, but sharing it and saying, hey, I needed to do this. Because sometimes people hide, right? Especially yeah. that are in the public eye. It's like, oh, I was still here, you know, but you never said that you were taking a break. So tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So motherhood it has been just so incredible and so challenging at the same time. You know, I've always believed in, and this and this goes back to the manifestation process where in the beginning of my business, very early on, you know, a lot of business owners are so afraid of hiring their first person or hiring a team to help them. And I just think that support is the key to success. Like it really, as much as I am so independent and feel like I can do it all on my own at the same time, it's like, why would I want to? <laughs> like, like, why do I need to burn myself out for so many unnecessary reasons? And I have been teaching from the beginning, like hire before you are ready. And I just like woke up one day and just put up a little ad in my Facebook group because I had a Facebook group in the early days of manifestation. Maybe I still do, but I was very involved in the Facebook group. And I just like, I was like, here's, here's the price. Here's your test. Like anyone want to apply? And, you know, even though the people that I hired early on, like obviously are still not, are they're not with me anymore because it just, it was me just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what stuck and then um, realizing, oh, this is not the right fit. Oh, I see. This is the right fit. Okay. So that clarity is really powerful. But from a very early stage, I got myself, I got my nervous system to get used to support and hiring people and just knowing that I'm going to go so much further with help. And I applied that same thing with motherhood. Like I instantly knew that even though in the very beginning stages, I don't want a night nanny. I didn't have one. I did all the nights myself. Um, it's very exhausting for the first eight months. And my son still couldn't sleep, you know, after eight months. So we ended up hiring a night nanny later on, but I early on knew that I would need a nanny. Like I would need to have certain uh, support structures in order to both be a mom and have my passions. And I think that, you know, motherhood can look so different for so many people. And I just want to honor every single, uh, every single way that it could look for every single type of person. Like I have business owner friends who wish they could just give up their business and be a mom full time. And I, and I want that for them. And, you know, I encourage them to make that a possibility for them because that's, that's their genuine desire. And we get to manifest our genuine desires. You're, desires are destined for you. And there's a reason why you feel called to be a full-time mom. And that's incredible. For me, I really love to be a mom and I cannot imagine doing, not doing what I do today. Like I need to have my business. I need to have a creative outlet. I need to talk to people. I need to have like the separate aspect. 
of myself where I can just really channel this, this other version of myself that I don't necessarily, you know, bring to Orion, meaning that he doesn't talk yet. And so I'm not going to be like teaching him manifestation yet. Right. Like that's going to come later. And so I knew that the version of motherhood for me required a ton of support. It also required a lot of prioritization because I want to be a very present mom, even though I have help around me. I have a full-time house manager um, who's currently packing up my Vegas house for me, which is I'm so grateful for and incredible. Um, And it's so incredible. And yet I created this intentionally, right? I have my mom helping out as a nanny and everything like that. But I want to be a very, very present mom. And so compartmentalizing my day for myself has been such a game changer where I'm able to both be a business owner and a mom and myself. Just who is Catherine Zinkina, right? Like not losing that part of myself either to my business or to my child slash future children. Like also just recognizing that mom needs rest, mom needs spa time, mom needs massages in the evening, mom needs the sauna, mom needs to watch some TV and just like chill out and have nobody bother her. And so it took me a while. It actually took me reaching the point of burnout where I did end up taking a four month break from my business, um, my sabbatical which we can talk about like the lessons I learned learned from there as well. It's been very, very potent and powerful. And the energy that I bring today is a result of that four month sabbatical. But like I, it took me to the point of burnout to realize like, oh, okay. So the first third of my day is business. So from the time I wake up, actually the first hour I kind of spend with my son, I have my coffee, whatever. It's kind of like, it's kind of chaos in the morning until my mom wakes up uh, because she actually lives with us. And then my mom comes down, she's on duty. And so until about 2 p.m., I'm in business mode. And sometimes like it's not necessarily that I have things to do. Sometimes, you know, I take a lot of trainings and courses and sometimes I just need to read books and journal. So anything within that realm that has to do with work gets put into that first third. Then the second third of my day, so in the afternoon until my son goes to bed, it's like mom mode. It's like I'm taking him to the park. I'm taking him on walks. I'm playing with him. I am taking him to Gymboree today, which is like this little indoor gym for babies. It's the cutest thing in the world. He loves to climb absolutely everything in there. And it's like a safe space for him to just run buck wild. And then the last third of my day is like Catherine Zinkina time. So it's when I get a massage or I go to the spa or get my nails done or anything that has to do with me and also prioritizing my relationship with my husband. That's where that comes in. Um, You know, motherhood was a huge test to my relationship with my husband. And that's something I've been very open with on my podcast where at some point, like maybe maybe it was like five months into the, into my son's life. I was like, I don't know if I'm still going to be married by the end of the year. Like it just was very, very tough, very, very testing, very just, it's like my husband and I all of a sudden went on two different paths and we're like, who are you? And he's looking at me like, who are you? And it's realizing that, you know, we do really love each other and the way that we invest in ourselves, the way that we invest in our businesses, the way that we invest into our child, we need to invest in each other. And so we invested in a ton of therapy, a ton of coaching, a ton of couples events, a ton of classes and trainings and courses. So like bringing our energy into our relationship has just completely brought us into one of the most beautiful places 
where I would say we are better off today than we even were when we were first dating. Like all of that excitement about each other, all of that spice, all of that, just like really epic teamwork is a result of all the investments that we made. And we're, of course, we're still not perfect. No one is ever perfect, but it's been really cool to see it pay off. Um, you you want me to talk about the sabbatical and kind of how that came about and like sure. how that was? I would love to hear. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny because it has a lot to do with Lori Harder. Oh. Um, I did not tell anybody that it had to do with Lori Harder. I didn't name names, but on the podcast, I was like, Lori, thank you, by the way, because the energy I'm bringing today is a result of something that you did slash said. And she's looking at me like, what? And um, so after, you know, this is like a whole other thing. We were supposed to be digital nomads this year, traveling the world with a baby and running a business at the same time. Like we're insane people. I get it. I know. But at some point after our fifth or sixth month of doing it, I was like, please sit me in the house. Like, do not move me. Do not put me on a plane. I swear if I pack one more suitcase, I'm going to freaking explode. And so I just reached this point of burnout from the travel, not from anything else, but the travel itself. And as I um, recovered from this trip that we took to a really fun trip to Italy, um, I took my mom to Italy. It's been her dream to go to Italy. I surprised my grandparents who have never been to Europe. Um to France and Italy, which is really exciting. But after the fact, I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. I need to recover. And I had this summer jam packed. So this was like beginning of May, starting uh, June 1st through September, like jam packed launches, launch after launch, after launch, after launch, after launch, affiliate launch, this and that and blah, 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 blah. And I just remember looking at my calendar like, okay, I'm going to give myself a week after this trip to just not do anything, chill out, uh, gather my energy, and then we'll go into this busy summer. And um, by that point, we agreed, like, we're not going to travel for a bit. So I was like, I can do this. I can do this. And a week goes by and I had this podcast. It was actually Lori Harder's podcast. It was a recording, but like a virtual recording. And the day of, I was like, I have no, there's no juice in the tank. Like, I cannot bring any kind of good version of myself today. Like I, there's no, I got zero inspiration for the world, no motivation. Like I am completely empty and I've made an agreement with myself for since the beginning of my business that I would never bring obligatory energy to my business. Like it's doing everyone a disservice. It builds resentment in me and it's going to build resentment in the people listening to me or the people who are receiving things because they're receiving things that were made from obligatory energy. Like it just doesn't serve anyone. So I emailed, um, I texted my um, team member, Dahlia, and I was like, hey, can you please reschedule this podcast? Like, can you reschedule to next week? Like, I just need one more week and I promise I'm going to bring my A game. I'm going to feel great. Like, I can really serve people from, I think, like a week's worth more of rest. And they texted me back like, okay, um, Lori Hodder's team just got back to us. And um, actually, Lori's taking the whole summer off. So the recording won't be until like August or September. Is that okay? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. That's okay. First of all, I felt a wave of relief. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm actually probably going to be in Scottsdale by um, uh, August or September. And she spend some time there. And so we could just do even like an in-person taping. Like, I think it would be so much better. And so that was rescheduled. And then literally 
after this conversation, like minutes after this conversation, I hear a voice say, and you will take the whole summer off too. And I just went, (laughs) oh God, because I know that voice, the voice of intuition. And anytime I didn't follow that voice, it did not work out for me. Okay. (laughs) Like it never worked out for me. So I knew I had to listen and it was kind of like a, oh, fuck. Like, I really, like, I need to figure this out. I, I'm going to listen to it, but I don't want to listen to it. And like, what do you mean I'm going to take a whole summer off? And just like even entertaining it for 10 seconds, it was so exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt all the weight just come off my shoulders and it just felt like the absolute ticket to freedom for whatever reason. And it was like, Imagine having a whole summer of nothing on your calendar. Like, I don't remember the last time I had that length of time with nothing on my calendar. I mean, never probably because I went straight from, you know, school to college to building my business, to building a second business. Like I never really had a true time off. I always used my time wisely, you know, back even in my teens, in my twenties. And so the concept of like free calendar, like that sounds so amazing. And of course, you know, mine comes in like, okay, how are you going to make money? How are you going to pay? Like, how are you going to pay the team? How are you going to do this? You know? And it's like, okay. All right. So what if I asked my team to figure it out? So I texted Londa, who's my COO. And I was like, Londa, emergency team meeting tomorrow, exact team meeting. And she's like, is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's okay. And at the same time, I'm like, there's no way in hell she's going to let me do this. Not that she has to let me do this, but like, I could just already see the panic in her eyes. The next day I go to her house and um, we are just like talking and catching up and it's like 20 minutes of catching up. And the whole time my heart is like racing and racing and pounding and pounding, getting louder and louder and louder. And then she's finally like, okay, so what did you want to talk to me about? And I'm like, okay, Londa, um, I'm going to have to have you figure out, you know, all the logistics and all the finances and everything behind me taking an indefinite amount of time off. Um, I have no idea when I'm going to come back, but I'm really feeling called to a sabbatical. I just need some white space. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like I'm coming to everything with obligatory energy. That's not something I want to deliver to the world. Um, I just want to be a mom. Like I don't feel like I got maternity leave for reals. Like I feel like it was cut way too short. I just want to spend time with Orion. I'm never going to get this time back can you just, can you guys figure it out? And we had like, I knew we had like affiliate launches and this and that. And logistically speaking, you know, there's things for my team to work on, but there's a lot of new stuff that I was supposed to create that now they couldn't sell. So they had to figure out like how to maximize what projects we already had going and that they knew how to do without me. And so the next day, uh, Londa made an announcement to the team, like Catherine's not here. Um, we don't know when she's coming back. We think it's August. It might be September, it might be October, it might be next year. We have no idea, but like, let's just, let's just do our thing. And so here I am on this summer. The first like month felt very just, it felt like it just felt so good. It felt like an actual vacation. And I will say the next month was when the thoughts of like, oh my God, who am I without a business? Who am I without a business? Who am I without work? Oh my God, should I create something? Oh my God, should I form a mastermind? Should I, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I write a book? Um, 
God, I need to do something. And it's like, no, 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 Catherine. Like, that's not the point of this. You don't need to do anything. And it was just really like rewiring my nervous system when it came to just learning how to be. And through my sabbatical, my team had um, our biggest affiliate launch yet for our friend, James Wedmore, um, Business by Design. And they did an MBA launch all on their own. And it ended up being the evergreen version of MBA. So no live Q&A calls because I couldn't commit to that. And that was a seven-figure launch. And it was just so incredible to really empower my team through this process while also giving myself a very well-deserved, well-earned, just very needed break. And towards like the end of August or even the beginning of August, um, after the MBA launch, we gave my entire team two weeks off. So we were like on our emails, we're like, do not email us. We're not going to answer anything for these two weeks. Like the team needs a real break. We don't need them worrying about the slew of emails that are going to come in when they come back. Like everyone's getting a break. Like the whole team's getting a sabbatical now for two weeks. And it's funny because at the beginning of that two-week process, I can feel this energy build inside of me, this energy of expression that wasn't getting expressed. And I could feel it manifesting as this extreme discomfort where I'm like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? Like, I just feel like I need to like scream or run or like there's energy building up inside me and I don't know where it's coming from or what it is. And then I finally realized like, oh, this is like, this is like the the sabbatical coming to an end. Like I could feel myself really wanting, like genuinely wanting and having a genuine desire to actually create. And all of a sudden it's like program idea downloaded. And all of a sudden I remember texting Londa, even though the rest of the team was off and I'm like, Londa, I'm back. Don't tell the team. I want them to enjoy their two weeks off, but I'm creating a program right now. And she's like, word. Okay. What do you need? Do you need me to build a page? You need me to build a link. So me and her, it was like the OG days of manifestation, babe, where everything felt new again. Everything felt so exciting again. And we're just like going back and back and forth. And then my team comes in two weeks later and we're like, okay, hello. Like Catherine's back and we have a new program and we're launching tomorrow and, 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 and it's been like insane how much magic has come out of that period of just gathering my energy and then now having all this energy to now wanting to be interviewed on podcasts. Like I'm loving my podcast came back. Like I'm just loving just sharing, 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 and just being more extroverted because I gave myself an actual rest. And I can only imagine where I'd be today if I didn't. Like I just don't even want to think about it. But I'm just so grateful to listening to that intuition, listening to that voice, because it never leads me astray. Like even in those moments where I'm like, oh, for sure, this is the end of everything. Like, oh my God, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. No, because we have the microscopic view of our reality. So we can only see like what's in front of us. And yet our intuition, our higher selves, the universe has the bird's eye view. And so it's floating way up above hundreds of feet in the sky and it can see everything ahead. And it knows that if you just make the right decision here, it'll lead you to exactly where you want way down there. But you have to trust this decision right here. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. So much to unpack there, which I I, I couldn't possibly... (laughs) 
but one of the things that you said, like several tidbits that I could group together from you um, realizing you needed to hire people. And then, you know, you didn't know exactly how it was. You, those people that first started out with you, they're not there. So you had to figure out along the way. And even with motherhood, you didn't know all the things. I mean, that's obvious, but at times we look at people and we're like, oh, they, they have it all figured out. No, like you guys, I'm literally making things up every single day. I have no idea what I'm doing 90% of the time. I swear to you, I'm just honestly taking things day by day by day. Like, okay, here's just my next step. Like, I don't, I have no idea what I'm going to do tomorrow, but today here's my next step. It's, it's insane how much we idolize and how much we put certain people on pedestals who we think have it all figured out. And when you get into a room with them and you have an honest conversation with them, you're like, oh, you're just like making it up as much as I am. Okay. (laughs) That's really encouraging and helpful and relieving all at the same time, which leads me to, I wanted to talk just a little bit about uh, our uh, one-on-one conversation, which I was so grateful for the one-on-one coaching session that I won as being, um, winner of the contest of transformation. In yes. NBA, when I talked about uh, clearing my trauma around launching and perceived failures, because that's really what it is when one thing doesn't go like you thought it was supposed to go and you get super down on yourself. And I loved how you helped me reframe on that. And, and I think what I needed, honestly, was to hear it from you, which is exactly what you just said. Like you get in a room with these people that you, yeah. um, that you were really inspired by and you admire. And they're like, honey, I go through this stuff all the time, you know, all the time. Yeah. And so I'd love for for people to hear from you because I know I benefited from it uh, from the perspective of, you know, when a launch doesn't happen exactly as you plan. And and you touched on that with um, having to let go and having your team handle it. But I'd love for you to talk about like from the business perspective, of course, on the motherhood in marriage, which I appreciate you sharing that as well. Yeah. Perspective. I just like for me a long time ago, I just reframed failure and I'm pretty sure it came from the NLP perspective. So when I was going through my first initial big like coaching training um, back in 2017, actually, and in there was the statement like, um, and of course I'm paraphrasing in my own way, but it's something along the lines of um, there's no such thing as failure. There's only like a way that it didn't work. It's only, oh, there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. So I really like took that on as like, that's a very powerful belief system to have. Like, I want to have that belief system. That's my new belief. And it's been serving me so, so well ever since then where, you know, we have all these expectations of how we think the things that need to work out, but we don't realize that maybe we're meant to have a few failed launches or a few failed relationships or a few failed whatever it is in order for us to get to our end goal or what we really want because what we're picking up along the way are these very potent and powerful lessons that make us who we were meant to become to then not just have what we want, but actually get to keep it and hold on to it. Because I often find like, for example, the classic example, which is a lottery winner, right? You have, you hear all the time someone wins bazillions of dollars and then they're broke the next year and it's like why well there's so many explanations for it one of them is like the biggest one is that well one of them is that their nervous system is just not acclimated to that amount of money and so of course it just completely freaked out and fried their nervous system but the second thing is i believe that the 
the things that really stick with us are the things that we gained with wisdom. Meaning that, you know, people ask me all the time, well, Catherine, why do I need to like manifest money through my business if I could just win the lottery? Well, yeah, that's one way of manifesting money. But for me personally, like I know that if I can make a million dollars in a business or in whatever other way possible, where I am the one who's gaining all this wisdom along the way, I will forever hold that frequency. I will forever hold that vibration. I will forever know what to do and what not to do that I could only gain from experience. And so with failed launches, like my first three launches, nobody signed up. That's what people don't know is they think like, you know, it's always worked out. No, the first, um, even ask my mom, my mom, she said when I was, um, when I had my first business, my fitness business, my mom was, you know, friends with me on Facebook. And she's like, Catherine, I was so embarrassed for you. And I'm like, why mom? She's like, because nobody liked your things. Nobody was commenting. Nobody is engaging with you. Like, I just felt so sad for you. And I'm like, mom, do you know how many valuable lessons I learned from those days that I applied to manifestation, babe? Like people think, like people don't realize that manifestation, babe, is me doing exactly what I did in the fitness space. But me just realizing that I I, I, my life purpose is personal development. My life purpose is teaching these concepts. I just, I'm applying the same exact skill sets early on the skill sets that I learned in terms of, um, you know, how to promote yourself online and how to build a community and how to engage with people. Like I just, those are such valuable things that taught me everything I need to know around, you know, how to run a business today. And, um, you know, my early launches, like now I know what not to do. Now I know what to not waste my time on. Now I know what people respond to, what people like, what people don't like, what my audience needs, what my audience doesn't need. And I think we give too much meaning to the things that actually have no meaning at all. Like we think that those mistakes, failures, uh, mean something negative about us when in fact, it's just that we're gathering data and information for the future so that we can experience future success because the version of you who's in the future right now experiencing whatever success it is that she's experiencing, she's learned those lessons. So you have to go through that in order to become her. And so for me, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't, it's just not useful for me to look at, to give myself any sort of label Um, there's this weird metaphor that kept coming to me for whatever reason, the last couple of weeks where it's like, think of a, think of a meaning or think of a thought that isn't serving you as like someone handing, just handing you their dirty underwear. It's like, you're not going to take their dirty underwear and then go home and put it on and like wear it for the rest of your life. Right. You're just going to be like, ew, that's not mine. Like Mm-hmm. take it back or you're just going to throw it away. Like you're not going to take it with you. You're not going to even entertain it for more than two seconds. And so that's how I see it in the same exact way. Like any thoughts or beliefs that don't serve me, it's just someone else's dirty underwear. Like it's not mine. It's not me. It doesn't mean anything about me. And only, you know, what is true to me is what I can, um, like, what is my divine truth, right? Like looking at myself through the perspective of God or universe or higher self, like how would they see me? And that's the only thing that I'm ever going to give meaning to is knowing that I'm divinely, infinitely loved and my success is inevitable. And that's that. Oh, so good. So, so good. An episode to be listening to several times, especially when we're discouraged. (laughs) 
<laughs> so thank you so much for that. I have one more question, which is my final question that I ask all of my guests. And I usually call it my million dollar question. <laughs> oh, okay. Are you ready? So yes. because the name of the show is The Empowered Woman, I like to ask, what is an empowered woman to you, Catherine? Oh my gosh. An empowered woman to me is one that truly embodies like the queen energy, like the queen archetype has really been coming to me where she is not like the queen in the sense of like, I rule the world, but the queen in the sense of like a leader, like a divine leader, someone who um, just wants the best for others, someone who comes with a lot of compassion and empathy and deep care and wants to create a beautiful queendom for everyone to experience together and someone who wishes great amounts of happiness and fulfillment and success for others as much as she wishes for herself and just um, just knows that she's worthy and capable of having everything that she wants and she helps others create the same for themselves too. That's beautiful. And I, I suspect you just described yourself, but from my <laughs> perspective, so thanks for, and even when you were saying, you know, uh, or find evidence of people doing the things that you want to do or put yourself in situations where you're close to those people. And I believe that that's what I've done by being, you know, around you and your network and your, and your course and all of that. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for you stepping out and role modeling all of that. So thank you. I received that. Thank you so much. Yes. So how can people find you? Obviously I'll have everything in the show notes, but uh, um, so you can find me on Instagram um, at manifestation, babe, and then all of my like courses and offerings and any other details um, are on manifestationbabe.com. And then I also have a podcast, the manifestation babe podcast. I kept it super simple and easy. Anywhere you type in manifestation, babe, you'll probably find my account. Yes. <laughs> That's very smart. Well, thank you so much for your time. I so appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.